In this episode, I interview Timur Tarnopolsky, who is a mortgage broker who serves clients nationwide. He just received an award for being the top performing young mortgage broker of the year. We covered lots of different topics. Of course, we talked about mortgages, where the market is at, what mortgage brokers and real estate agents are doing at this point. Uh, we talked about his entrepreneurial career, where he started and where he is now. Now, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the BID Academy podcast, the place for entrepreneurs and service-based business professionals to learn new skills, systems, and processes in order to automate your business so you can grow your client database, hustle less, and earn more. Now, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the BID Academy podcast. I'm your host, Alex Thorik, and today I have someone who I've known for a couple of years now. Uh, he actually went through our uh, first uh, boot camp that we started uh, with uh, building income on demand. Welcome. Yeah, to actually, you. recently, I actually recently, yeah, I got that award, the top younger broker. But sometimes I'm already close <laughs> to my 30s. I'm very almost 30, and that sometimes you forget that you're young. So that that award I put in my desk just to remind that shit. I'm actually yeah. still young. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to ask. I'm like. Look, I'll tell you, in, in this business, when I started, was was almost five years ago, you would have those conferences with a bunch of brokers. And a lot of people that, like in this business specifically, they start very, it's probably not even their first business. It's probably second, third, maybe they used to be employed somewhere and they decide to change their career. And all, most people that start in this business, um, the average, I would say probably 70 or 80%. They start in their late 30s, some even in the 40s. Most of my mentors, most of my bosses, they all started like in their in their late mid 30s. Huh. So it was really weird um, to when you go into conferences and you're just a young guy. Well, especially me, like when I was like 20 something, I, I look probably like 16, and I still look 16 if I shave my beard. So it was really weird when you go to conferences and you, and you have like hundreds of people and they're all like in their 40s. They all have like gray hair and you're just there. You feel like a bit like the, you have the, the, the imposter syndrome, you know, because they probably did like a couple of the mortgages. You're still renting. You're not even, you never even did a mortgage in your life, your own personal. So it's kind of, yeah, it was, it was, it's a weird, it's a weird experience. That's why I'd say he's younger because when you're 25, 28, 30, you're very young, especially for this industry. And, and I had mentors and had the realtors, top level realtors that tell me, you know, with time, when you have a great hair, you get more clients in this business because it, it does, it does affect. But still, I, I know a lot of young guys my age, some of them are even younger than me, that are killing in this business and uh, and age doesn't matter. It's really the who you are and how you present yourself. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited now for you. I'm excited to, to see how you, you grow and you get to that next level in your career. Could you share with us how did you get started in the world of mortgage and it, it wasn't the first thing for you, I guess. As yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, for sure. I never, I never thought I'm going to be a mortgage broker, like probably an astronaut or something else, a police officer or firefighter. Uh, for me, it was really, uh, I was always, oh, I always liked math and the math was always my best stop, like best, uh, where I had the best grades and when I was uh, younger like compared to history and other stuff. So I always know I'm going to work with numbers. 
I guess like every teenager, you you get kind of lost after when you're like 18, 20, you don't know what you're going to do in life. I mean, I was on like at this point where I'm going to work in a corporate world, in an office with numbers, uh, probably like a financial planner or something like that, like uh, something big where I'm going to make like an average salary, like above average salary. And I'm, I'm going to be happy driving like a BMW and I'm going to be happy. And uh, then I started university. I went to university, economics sitting in class, you know, and I'm just there sitting, listening to like outdated Karl Marx economics, 101 economics, which it's good. It's good knowledge. And then uh, at that time, I just met this guy um, who was much older than me. He was like in his mid thirties. He's uh, he was a um, bank rep for like 10 years at uh, our local bank here, T T Toronto Dominion TD. And then he became a broker. And he did everything. He was a financial planner. He did everything like in this financial space. And I saw like he was living well, you know. I saw like he had the guy. He was driving a nice car. He was like he, he would go somewhere out. Everybody knows him. Like he was like kind of like famous, you know, at one point. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go. And like, what do you do? He's telling me I'm a mortgage broker. I was like, okay, well, what is that? Like, I don't even know what the word mortgage means, right? I can actually tell you when the first day I went to school to register for the classes to get my license and all that, I still even didn't know the, the real definition of what a mortgage is. Like, I didn't understand it completely because I was like 18, just fresh out. I didn't even understand what's a mortgage. Like, I know it's a loan, but what's a mortgage, I didn't know. So, yeah, and then I looked what the business does and I understood that uh, I don't have to sell anything. It's really, I sell kind of my, sell my, 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 my personality to be like, you're here, I'm going to be the person who's going to guide you with your mortgage. I don't sell a product. I don't sell. I don't have to push something to people like, oh, create the demand here. Like, oh, you need, you you have to buy a house. I don't have to do that. Like, I'm just there when the person actually looking to buy a home and they need a mortgage advice. I'm there, huh? Here, choose me. I'm going to be your advisor. So that's what pretty much kind of like drew me into this business where I still work in the finance area, but I'm not a salesperson. I don't have to sell, sell things to people. And that's that's the beauty of it, and I, I love it. Honestly, I, I if I had another choice of my career, it would be the same. It would be this in the same industry, because I, I just I'm very passionate about it. Oh, that's very interesting, because I never thought about the mortgage industry not being in sales in a way. So it is mostly real estate. You're right. Yes, and the mortgage side goes. Uh, yeah, it's. Just like a step right after that. Interesting. When you mentioned that uh, you were going through Economics 101, I started smiling because uh, I had a similar thing when I was uh, uh, when I was in college and it was my third semester and I had Marketing 101. We I started to buy courses on social media and advertisement, websites, and everything that's related to digital marketing. And then I'm sitting in the classroom like, Marketing 101? <laughs> out of here. And yeah. But that's good. You see, when you go into a self self route where you're an entrepreneur, you started learning a bit more by yourself. You could go into university way and just, of course, get your bachelor's, master's, and then continue. But when you go into like open your own company and trying to do it on your own, you start you you're learning the same way. You're just you're learning it by your own. You just read your own books. Me, honestly, I don't know how many books I read over about business about mortgages, about real estate. Honestly, if I bring me back when I was in my university years, give me a book, force me to read it. I will be really hard for me. 
But when I started the business, it was kind of like I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to be the best, the best in the best, you know. So I started yeah. to like expand my knowledge and read my own books and actually read so many books about like the finance industry, economics. And yeah, for sure, like the university gave me a little, a bit of background for sure. It's, it, it's, I don't say that this, it's always an experience. It's something that I learned, but a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I learned more on the, on the field. I, I learned more on the market field. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, you just mentioned entrepreneurship and, uh, what it, what goes into that. I, what I noticed that in the world of business and entrepreneurial world, it is important to have a strong mindset because if you have, if you can't break through that, it's going to be super hard to achieve something, to get results, to be successful, whatever it means to people. Because this day success is some people making a billion dollars for some, for other people, maybe it's 10k a month. Yeah. So it's all, all, all relative. So what I wanted to ask you is, uh, do you have any advice for entrepreneurs, maybe that are starting at this point? on what it takes to have a strong mindset? Honestly, what it takes, I think it's just, you gotta feel it inside. It's something that comes from the inside of you. It's something that, the desire, I guess, to, to really succeed. That's that's what it takes. There's no there's no way around it. If you don't have a passion, for sure you would, anything you're gonna do, because a lot of those, like, if you read a lot of those business stuff, because they tell you, you should uh, do whatever you're passionate for, mm-hmm. do whatever. But anything you do, you should have a passion for you, for your business. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm 100% agree with this. But some days you're going to hate it. Some days you're going to hate clients. You're going to hate whatever with your partners or whatever. What's going to happen? There's going to be circumstances that are going to happen in your life with whatever business you're going to run that you're going to be hating. But on the long run, is having the passion for whatever you do. And of course, the main goal that I read it in many, many successful businesses it's about thinking about long-term, not about short-term, because there's people in different industries, in different businesses that try to um, grow a business short-term, just make quick money and get out. But long-term, they get bad I get bad, bad reviews or bad, bad reputation. And especially in certain fields, there's people that, like you said, go in the crypto space, right? If you're in the crypto mm-hmm. space, you are, when you get a big level, most people that are in the big level, they will know you. If you have a bad reputation, nobody's going to do business with you. Over time, you're going to start, you're going to, you can make a $1 million in one year and that's it. Or you're going to make $10 million over five years because the business is going to keep growing and you're going to, you're going to have a good reputation. So it's always the, oh, um, a choice worth the business. That's what I would say. Always try to do us, uh, act as in a good faith. That's the first thing. And always have the passion for sure. It's, you're not going to wake up every day and feeling like doing it but you gotta do it because as a business owner you're gonna be you have to understand you're 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 waking up unemployed every day so you have to create the demand for the, the income right but there's a beauty in it too it gives you a, it gives you certain freedom a lot of people think freedom wow well, well, i'm gonna be a businessman be working uh not nine to five whatever but you will you will actually work more i can tell you we me when i go on a vacation half of the days i think i'm gonna disconnect i'm not gonna answer calls but i'll come in and you gotta you gotta work on them and i can't tell my client sorry i'm on vacation <laughs> call me back in a week i gotta work the file because it's it's like it's a mortgage right so it's, it's the person's biggest purchase right i can't tell them just yeah. off. 
So I'm still working. Yeah, for sure. Once you get to a higher level, you can you can have an assistant, you can have stuff, and you can of course delegate those tasks, and you're gonna have work less. But even though, even if you you have assistant and stuff, and you go on a vacation, you're gonna still be working at least a couple of hours per day in your hotel room, wherever you are, because there's no, there's no way about it. You're working even more, so it's not like a it's not like a maybe because on YouTube they sell a lot of those business courses and business beauty and this like. I'll become a forex trader. It's so easy. And honestly, if you know real forex traders that are making money, they're 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 working even more than people that are working forty hours a week jobs, like stable jobs. So that's that's the reality. But they do. Yeah, I had um, had a friend of mine on the podcast about six months ago, and we were talking about uh, differences between day trading and then doing it on a daily basis or long term. And I asked even him, like, do you day trade? He's like, well, I do sometimes, but it's you can't. You're gonna go nuts doing it. So there's always even it's very hard. Yeah, it's, it's very it's hard. Long term, long term game as I mentioned previously. Yeah, it's very hard. It's uh, and it's uh, I see because uh, our friends are really full time trade traders, and they're not, it's not the day traders that you see on YouTube that drive the beautiful cars. They do drive beautiful cars, but you don't see them, and they and I see how much they work because I see their schedule, and it's 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 a very it's a, it's more than a full time job actually. So that's that's what most people have to understand about business. Business is there's a beauty in it, but it's also not the easiest thing. And a lot of people fa- and a lot of business. If you look statistically, like I think what is it? It was like uh, one in five businesses would fail within ten years or something like that. Yeah, that's why it's even harder to get loans when you're trying to get a mortgage as a self-employed person. When you have a business, it's much harder for you to get a, uh, a mortgage loan rather than someone who's employed who gets like just forty hours a week and whatsoever. Yeah, there's stability. Yeah. So what what would you say is because uh, you were jumping back into your career? Uh, so what is there one thing that you wish you had known when you began your career? Um, for me, I would say if I can go back and talk to myself, I would say um, to get the right mentorship, to actually be with the the right person from the get go, who's going to teach you um, everything, because it's a faster. You're going to basically instead of doing your own mistake trial and error and like oh this doesn't work this doesn't work and in taking years you're gonna have me you're gonna grow it's 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 also a way to 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 go you're gonna grow maybe you're gonna save some money but you're gonna grow slower rather than having the right mentorship where you right away you have sound by your by by your side who already did the mistakes you already fucked up many times and whatever you like how you can fuck up so this way when you go with this person, you learn from already from his mistakes and you don't make the same mistakes. It costs you less and you learn faster and the progression is also faster. So that's the main, I think I would say whatever business you want to do in life, you got to, if you start from first zero, you either have to be in this business and work for someone to understand the core of this business to see how, how do you get clients? What type of, what type of clients do you need? What type of clients you're looking for? And what type of mistakes you should be making based on their experience? So that's 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 the way to go, I think. When you say uh, when you say uh, you look for mentorship or for a mentor, do you have a process where you would sift through um, finding a good mentor? Because these days, everyone is a wannabe guru. It depends on what business you are. It depends on what business you are. But I would say the best way to I think in any business, it doesn't matter which whatever you do there. The best thing is, I guess, for mentorship is start to work within the same company. Maybe there's an employee even, 
maybe like start to work as an employee, just as, a, as an assistant, not as a business, not as like running a full business, but as an assistant and trying to understand the core of the business and understand the whole process behind it and what does it take. So that's that's the way you could find a mentorship. So you, it will be the mentor will be the the owner, the CEO of the company, right? And then you look what he does, and if you can, if you have the chance to, of course, work closer to him, because some certain companies, of course, you you go to like I know into logistics, the company that has like three hundred employees, four hundred employees, they're making like uh, fifteen uh, fifteen million, hundred fifty million revenues uh, at revenues per year. There's no way you're gonna really work close to the to the to the boss. Yeah, but you might, but you could find a smaller company, like smaller logistic company, maybe where they have a 10, 10, 10 employees. There you can work with with a guy that you're going to be working close to him and you're going to learn the business. And then you're going to work for, for him like five, six years. And then you're going to be slowly opening your own logistic company. So that's, there's, there's, it's the same, it's the same way for any business. In the core, every business is almost the same. It's always, there's always clients. That's the main thing. You have no clients, you have no business. That's, that's whatever you, you can have the nicest, pitches you can have the nicest programs the nicest crms whatever you want but if you don't have clients you're not gonna survive yeah. so that's the thing so yeah exactly and then from there of course when you have the leads you have the clients then you have to sell it you have to sell the product you have to know how to, you can generate the revenue on whatever whatever product you're offering so that's 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 a, the, the thing with uh with business and every business is the same like if you look on the surface it's all the same whatever you sell uh ice creams or you sell a mortgage or you do mortgages right yeah i agree with you 100 percent. i was recording a video um a couple of months ago about this topic where i jumped into it and explained like it, it really comes down to two, two three things it's marketing sales and fulfillment and the fulfillment part is whether it's a product or service mm -hmm. yeah well since we started talking about uh running a business and uh, sales and uh, getting clients do you have uh, and since you also became the top the top young mortgage broker in the industry is there a strategy that you used uh, a marketing strategy that you used to get to this level uh i think it's a lot you have to very diversify especially like right now how is the industry turned in uh, in the mortgage like with the high rates and everything mm -hmm. and I, I see a lot of people are suffering especially realtors right because there's less sales and less purchases it's much harder for them to get the, the listings and everything but the guys that know go back to the core value where you have to call calls do like the things that nobody wants to do and they diversify. They do the call calls, they do the door knocking. They have other different markets. So it's it's it's, it's a cumulative, cumulative of everything that makes you busy, even in hard times. So that's that's the thing. There's no one specific thing, of course. Then you can do Facebook ads. You can go. You can go send letters. You can do direct ma mailing to people. You can call all your your all your like every person you know and be like introduce yourself and tell them, look, I. I'm, I'm in the mortgage business. Uh, if you have people that want to buy, sell, whatever, like you give me, ask them to give me a call. I can do their mortgage. Like there's, there's many ways. There's, there's no one specific way. Some people, I know people that could be succeeding. They're very successful. They just run the career just on door knocking. There's other people that are just very successful doing like uh, ads. I know a guy, a young guy actually. He's very famous. He's very. He's actually one top producer in Quebec. This, this kid started a few, few, few years maybe ago. This guy is crazy. He's doing crazy volume just from TikTok videos, TikTok videos, and that's it. 
So there's oh, there's wow. no there's no one. It's you can of course you can do it on one way, like just one strategy. But you have to find like the thing that works for you based on your personality, what you like, or what's hard. But the the key ed, the key to this is really to do what nobody wants to do, what's hard, what's annoying. That's where I think um, that's where what brings you the most business. Because doing Facebook ads, it's it takes money. It's not hard, but it takes a lot. Like the the whole process to get your phone ringing from Facebook ads is not hard because you're gonna get a lot of people that are gonna call you. They don't even have the money for down payment. But the key is to, of course, the hard part of it is to tweak it and spend so much money to in towards to getting the perfect, perfect ad where you can get those clients where they, they it's quality leads, it's quality qualified. So it's also it's also a strategy. There's many strategies. There's no one strategy that, that could that make you succeed. And then I tried many of them. Which things will which will work for you the best, except uh referrals? Direct mailing. Direct mailing is the big one for me. Um, Facebook, we're back right now as a team. We're starting, we're starting to get a lot of traction on Facebook. We're still going back and forth with, with like with which ads and how we create with the landing pages and everything, because you, you get, you can get a lot of, honestly, you can get every day, you can get 150 people to call, but if you're not, if they're not qualifying to us, yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no point. Right? You're going to waste a lot of time. So yeah, they have the will because they, they, for sure, they put their phone number, they put the email, they have the willingness to maybe get a mortgage, but at the same time, it's people that are like, oh, I want to buy a home. I don't have money down. Like, okay. Like, how can I help you? Like, I can tell you what you can do, save money, come on and buy a home. Like that's how much you need. I can tell you that. But if you don't have money, I can't just create money for you. And so, yeah, it's one. So there's uh, everything. Yeah. Since you mentioned Facebook, have you guys tried on Facebook lead ads? On Facebook, lead ads, lead ads was that? Yeah, someone that's when people see an ad and they click on on the ad itself instead of going to let's say a landing page or website, a, a form pops up right on Facebook, where you ask for their content info. I think that's what really because I'm, I'm not taking care of this one, so I'm not really good sure. Uh, I just I just take care of the work talking to the client, but I'm not sure. But I think it is because that's what we get. We get I think they click on the ad. And then it's within Facebook because we don't go to on landing page. That's what I actually, I actually want them to convert to landing page because the, the leads that we get uh, lately, they're very like, it's not, some of them are good, but out of 10, one out of 10 is, is a good lead, but some of them, it's a lot of like, uh, there's no point in it, right? Just, uh, do you also do a form offer that? Do you also do a qualification form offer that? Well, that's what we're going to implement. That's what we're looking to implement. Because the Facebook ads, it was really never the, the thing for us. For us, it was always the old school business that's doing mm -hmm directly so one of the biggest thing is just call realtors like as a mortgage well call realtors and deal with realtors directly call just sell yourself your service because realtors honestly statistically because i did a lot i tried i read so many marketing books about for for mortgages and real estate realtors is the one of the best influence for mortgage brokers right because when i get a lead from a realtor usually it's a very good lead first of all it's a warm lead so i don't even have to i don't even have to sell myself as a, as a professional sometimes you do because sometimes the clients that they tend to have to shop around or whatever it's fine mm -hmm. it's already they call them they're like oh yeah hey like they already you know they're expecting your call already right so now you just have to just make sure that you give them the best service so they're happy that's it there's not there's no there's no there's no even sell process in that, in that that's involved so that's uh so realtors because realtors usually when people they want to buy a home, they first they don't go look for a mortgage. 
they look for a realtor. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know why they're interested like this. That's what they do. They actually go for a realtor. So there's actually realtors are more uh, prone to get the, the client first contact before because how many realtors, sometimes they do an open house, the, the client comes in, I want to buy this house. Are, they, are you pre-approved for a mortgage? Oh, no, I don't even know. Like, they don't even know what, what the hell it is. So they're like, okay, here is here's my mortgage broker. So oftentimes the realtors have a better, uh, they have the first uh, contact with the client. Well, they're kind, of the, they're kind of the face of the entire industry. Yeah, exactly. When you think about real estate, when you think about real estate, you think of mortgage broker. Actually, in, in Quebec, because it wasn't so popular, because more people used to work only with their banks. So a mortgage broker wasn't as a popular as a profession versus like the rest of Canada. Um, we, I would let, like before when I started, I would tell people, oh, I'm a mortgage broker. Like, oh, yeah, so oh, I'm selling my home. Uh, do you want to you wanna list it? I'm like, no, I'm a realtor, I'm a mortgage broker. <laughs> so they think uh, it's the same thing, you know? That's but yeah, yeah, when you think real estate, you think, uh, you've seen, if you close your eyes and think real estate, you need to see a developer or a real estate agent. You don't see a mortgage broker. You don't, I don't know why, but that's how, even myself, when I think real estate, I think real, realtor. Yeah. Well, I guess because it comes from real. No. Yeah, exactly. It's also the same. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Got it. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you, how do you stand out from your competition, but you discover most of it in a way, unless you have a trick that you use look depends on business you run there's no trick the if you look on the market share right on the market share i can be the best i can be the second the best or i can be top 10 i'm gonna be still making good living so it doesn't matter for, for me it doesn't matter of how much uh how good i'm gonna be or like how like how the best I'm, i don't want to be i don't want to be on like i don't want to get these awards of like being the best uh, so everybody knows me for me, the most important is to just actually, when I work with a client, the client is happy. That's it. That's the number one. And the more more people I help, the, the happier I am. Because honestly, I can tell you, the best recognition you get is when a client, you did their mortgage, and they they tell you, thank you very much for helping me. You're, you're, like, you're basically like a god for them at that, that moment. This is the best recognition you ever need. Like the, the awards and all that, that's all like, I actually don't even like that, honestly. It's it's too much. It's, I don't I like... Uh, I don't care. Like whatever volume I did, I did. It's not. I don't want to be freaking. Oh, here you. You're such a. You're such a. You're such a cool guy. You made so much money. Like I don't. Fuck. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like fuck that. <laughs> but the recognition that you get from clients, that what's yeah. worth. Like the more people you, and, and actually that that actually motivates you. You know, like every time you talk to a client, and a client that actually pushes you forward. It's not. It's not the awards. It's not the numbers that you do when you're like, oh. I'm going to post 50 million in sales. I'm going to cost 100 million in volume this year, but it's not this that's going to push you. It's really the, the recognition of people. That's what you value. And that's what pushes you forward. I love it. Yeah. Building, building relationships with those people too. Well, I do have one more question. Um, you can have two. <laughs> I can have two. Okay. I'm going to have two then. <laughs> so in today's world, uh, we have a little bit of a crazy world and you know how, uh, people say. An average millionaire has seven streams of income. How okay. many streams of income do you think people need to have, especially in this world? And I'm not really talking about making millions necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, every person I know that's because when you work in this business, you will meet actually millionaires and you will have close contact with people that are rich. And some of them will be your clients, of course. And you can see, of course, you see the dirty, the dirty laundry. 
So you would see where, where the cup of cheap, what kind of stream of income they have. And most people that are really well off, they have multiple. It's not one. And even guys like who are in mortgage industry, most guys that I'll tell you, most guys in the mortgage industry, mortgage brokers, most of them, their stream of income, it's mortgages. They'll have either people that under them that also do uh, mortgages. So they get like, they, they train them, they get commissions, they get like piece of it, or they have like real estate. Same thing for realtors. A lot of realtors, I have a lot of realty clients. Same thing. They all have like a big portfolio of clients, of uh, clients, of uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. A lot of, some of them have multi-units, some of them have duplexes, triplexes, single family, a bunch of red books. That's what most people, because that's the industry, they understand that industry. So they just diversify that income this way. But then you meet guys that have maybe something something else. They might have, uh, he might be a realtor, he's going to have another coffee shop. It doesn't mean that he, but a lot of people that are well off, they have multiple incomes. And you always have to strive to look for how to diversify because nothing, first of all, nothing is um, is guaranteed forever. I'm pretty sure this business, maybe the business I am in right now, maybe in the next year, 10 years with the, the technology of AI, how, how everything is advancing with AI, I'm pretty sure maybe this business is not going to even exist. So I can't just put all my baskets in one thing and I got to always think about the next, how I can make extra living. Why not? And it's as long as as long as you like whatever you're doing, doesn't matter. You, you can have three, five, six, seven. Of course, like they think like how oh, Elon Musk has like so many so many companies, whatever, so many scam scam companies. Sorry, he said that, whatever. But uh, <laughs> why? Wait, 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 wait. Why? Why is scam? No, I mean, it's not scam, but it's just because a lot of his companies, I think, they are overvalued. But whatever. Oh. Like, yeah. how, how, like this guy has so many businesses. You got SpaceX, Tesla, this, that, the, the model tree truck that the people put the deposit for. They has like a few million dollars in fucking deposits for the model, for the Tesla truck. And oh, it's the, been the fucking years truck. now. The cyber truck, whatever. It's hey, been wait, years I was, now. I was one of those people. And then I, uh, I got, you got your yeah, okay. Yeah, because, because I realized. So the reason was I realized that they have cameras inside, inside the car. You know, like, I don't want them to film inside cars, but it, yeah, no, 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 no sex in the car. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people think about it right away? No, no, for sure. You, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, you, you drive, you talk on the phone and this and that. Yeah, and then all the information goes uh, to the cloud. I don't think. But then, yeah, of course, when you, when you look at people that have like billion, look, billionaires is for sure. They, it's, they don't manage each company, they don't micromanage each company. They have people that in place, they have uh, directors, CEOs for every company. And they don't really deal like they own the company. They're like the biggest shareholder, but they don't manage it. So that's, that's the thing. But when, if you're talking about normal people like me and yourself who wants to start like gaining to, okay, millions, we're not talking about billions, millions. Yeah. Most of the people will diversify. Like I, you will see there here and there, maybe a millionaire that's, uh, you just in one and he has one business, but most people will disappear. But also you shouldn't be also jumping from one thing to another. You should like, if you have a business, you should like give it hundred percent and the extra 20, you can diversify it. Cause uh, yeah, that's, that, that's what people like to do. Well, I'm, I'm going to do that as well. Um, cause at some point I, I saw where the e-commerce is going. So I jumped into that and started working on it and then mm-hmm. just did, did it work out and looking back at it, I wasted so many hours. Look, I mean, you hours, but you but you learn something. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't. It's always people. People understand. There's a lot of failures in 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 the business world. 
you're gonna fail hundreds of times. You like, I don't know how many. I can't even tell you how many times I failed before starting to get traction. And even though right now I'm not, I can't say I'm like um, freaking. Uh, I'm a crazy, crazy top producer, or whatever. I'm still growing. I still have a. I still always have a goal. And when I'm gonna take this goal, I'm gonna have another goal. And it's gonna be always. It's always a learning process. You never learn. Uh, you never. You never stop learning. That's the thing. That has special the personal development side of things. You always need to upgrade yourself, pretty much. Yeah. And the way the world is moving, there is no. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know any dentist that doesn't uh, who finished his license ten years ago and he, he's like, oh, I'm still using the old technologies. No, there's new technology that come in with dentistry. You gotta learn. You gotta learn to use it. Any, any, any business is always development. And you always have to be, you always have to adapt because those that don't adapt, they die. Same thing with the real estate market. Like now it's a bit harder for realtors, but um, I know a good about the realtors. They don't care. They they, they just go back to the one-on-one basics uh, of uh, real estate and they're still busy. So yeah, that's the thing. You got to adapt. Can't agree with you more. Yeah. Well, I do have one last question. So if somebody wants to get a mortgage, not not buy a house. You're not gonna do. You're not gonna show them the house. <laughs> somebody wants to get. <laughs> somebody do as as you were making that joke earlier. Uh, so yeah, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Oh, on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you you can post my email. Usually the emails the easiest way people send me my email. I usually always check my spam so because sometimes I get my emails into spam. But uh, yeah, email, Instagram, um, uh, you can post my Instagram. People can always reach me whether they have any questions, like even basic questions. There's no stupid questions. And honestly, sometimes people, they, they're they a bit shy to call and ask certain questions. Sometimes people, they try to email you because I think they, they, they're going to ask a stupid question. But even team, I, I, I'm, I know myself when I started this business, I didn't even know what the fuck the word mortgage meant when I already was doing of my license to become a mortgage broker. So there's no stupid question. And it's, it's a big topic that's very hard. Sometimes we as professionals, we forget when we speak with clients, we start talking to them and they lose you because for us, it's it's became the normal thing. Like we always mm-hmm. talk this the numbers, terms and all this, but for them, it's Chinese. And they're like, oh, whoa, 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 like stop. But <laughs> you got to go like explain to them like with a kid, you know? This is your, what's a prepayment, what's an amortization, what's a, what's a prepayment, what's a lump sum payment, what was the accelerated by with the accelerated monthly, like all those like terms for us, it's something easy because we already in the business, but for some people for sure it's, uh, and there's a lot of, inf- there's so much information there, so much, and it's always changing. So it's, it's hard for the normal person who's not, who's not a broker, who doesn't work in the, in the industry to keep up to date. Some people think they know everything, especially like the people that, ah, oh, still be this, here there are like somebody who did like two, two mortgages in their life. They think they know everything, but uh, whatever, they, they, they for sure don't, they for sure don't, because even me, I learn every day and I've been, I've been doing it full time for for the past five years and there's still every day i can something learn a new policy at one bank a new policy that changes another bank uh, a government policy that comes out rules changes like foreign investors will just change like you can't you can't buy a property anymore as you as a foreigner investor so like it changes all of that well tomorrow thanks a lot for <laughs> the show You're welcome thank you Appreciate thank you for having me as a host it's my honor yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, hopefully, you come to Montreal and uh, we'll have uh, some coffee. I don't drink anymore. I stop. I try, I try to stay away from alcohol and drinking. 
unless unless it's white doesn't matter it's all it's all uh i don't know like, it's it's because because it's proven that it's good for your health so my wife and i started reading this book uh from uh he's the doctor of chinese it's, it's, every every alcohol is ethanol spirit right it's ethanol so it doesn't matter how it's converted it's still ethanol and apparently it doesn't matter why but honestly it's all bullshit because i know people that live for years the georgian georgian drinks wine for years every day and they live until 90 so I think it's a bullshit, and we, there's a lot of bullshit, especially right now with, the, with our time on YouTube. You can see a lot of information. Yeah. Basically, you you'll just you won't eat air. You won't eat anything. Meat is bad. Fruits is bad. Vegetables is bad. Milk is bad. Everything else. So too much, too much information. I know. I know. Yeah. Crazy world for a little bit. Yeah. To go back to oh, how our environment. But it's the greatest time. It's crazy world, but it's the greatest time we're living. And I, I really believe in. And I really, I really believe in it. Thank you for listening. If you found this content valuable, it will mean the world to us if you subscribe and share your favorite episode with your friends. Also, leave a review and let us know what you think about our podcast and what you'd like us to cover next. If you want to build a marketing machine that will bring you qualified leads on a daily basis,